0: don't have an opening. <laughs> that was the opening. We don't. That. No. Yeah. Oh. Just silence. No. I said we well, don't have an opening. It is now. It, so. <laughs> you didn't pick it up because we didn't wait the few se- If we had waited the few seconds to have Discord catch up. Mm. Then, uh, oh, okay, so I'm going to um, find it, out
1: what the opening is uh, probably tomorrow when I edit this.
0: Yeah, it, it will be underwhelming, let me mm. tell you that.
1: Is it the X-Men theme song?
0: No. Oh. And it's, um, it's
1: not about Wolverine's muscular ass that we get to see on screen uh, now uh, streaming on Disney Plus? No, but
0: I w- I, w-
1: <laughs> I. forgot. <laughs> it is on Disney <laughs> yep. And as far as I know, they didn't edit a bush to cover up his ass like they did to that other movie.
0: Uh Oh yeah, you can't see a mermaid's ass, but you could see Hugh Jackman's.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, he worked at oh, that no. ass.
0: What's with the What's with those double standards, ass. Disney? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean lady ass is inherently sexual and man ass isn't. I don't make the rules yeah, that's just okay. I guess.
0: Yeah. Is Disney okay with Jews yet? Because I mean
1: <laughs> Um I mean <laughs> I can't recall the last time they had a
0: story about
1: Jewish characters, so draw your own conclusions. <laughs> well
0: guess Guess what, they inherited one.
1: Yeah, I mean kind we've of. got We've got the the story arc of Magneto, and as we're gonna go through these prequels and see how um, they redo the Auschwitz scene twice. Um, yeah, first time in a way where they actually kind of deep dive into it, and it's you know important to the story because it sets up Magneto Nazi hunter, who you know first class was originally going to be Origins Magneto, but because Origins Wolverine was such a crappy movie they um, reworked it into an X-Men movie which is why it feels like there's multiple movies going on in that movie but it had yeah. a purpose in first class and then in Apocalypse um, the you know blue Ivan Ooze man brings him back to Auschwitz so they can have a big CGI spectacle of him blowing the whole thing up
0: yeah they, they just threw all the budget <laughs> for cg at apocalypse huh i mean like, apocalypse
1: one of my you know standout memories of watching apocalypse in theaters was being very bored as magneto was like annihilating the planet it, yeah. it's a very in a scene that should be very epic and intense and is just kind of boring it's like it, it's just
0: it random have shit the, flying everywhere
1: yeah, and it doesn't have, like, the emotional weight behind it that they had in a lot. You know, even, like, X-Men 3 with Phoenix, you know, like, being a cyclone of death on Alcatraz Island. There's still, the you know, yeah. two movies of Wolverine and Jean chemistry leading up to that moment that gave it, you know, some emotional weight as all that was going on. Yeah. But Magneto, yeah. I mean, Magneto, they had pretty much resolved him by the end of Days of Future Past. And so Apocalypse, it, I mean, I, I still find it hilarious, the thing with this. Like, he gets a family, and then his family gets killed, and so he <laughs> kills everyone, and then he screams at the sky, Is this what I am? I, I wrote it down. Wait, let me see. What's that line? Um, because it felt like he was screaming at the writers to me. Uh, it says... Uh, is this yeah. what you want from me? <laughs> exactly is this right. what I am? <laughs> he's, yeah, he's screaming at the writers yes. <laughs> that it's like <laughs> they let him retire and have a family and he couldn't have that.
0: That that was exactly what I was thinking too. <laughs> it's like oh all oh right, I'm a comic book character I can never be happy.
1: Yeah. He's a comic book villain so even if he gets out of villainy he, he has to go he's got to be the villain again yeah but um there has to
0: be a god to bring him back in yeah i mean i had forgotten the
1: follow-up scene that was also really funny where he goes back to the factory because um i mean we're kind of getting ahead (laughs) talking about apocalypse but in in apocalypse (laughs) yeah but it's the most fun yeah he is like retired from villainy and gone off to just have a regular factory job off in i think germany you know it's definitely like Poland, you know, Central Europe. Oh, Poland. Okay. Yeah. I knew it was like Central Europe. Um, but yeah, he, he has like a factory job, but then a big metal thing is about to fall on one of his coworkers and he instinctively saves him with his magnet powers and somebody catches a glimpse of it and reports him to the police. And so the police show up at his house and they've got, you know, regular wooden bows and arrows. Cause even though they don't have the plastic guns of the future, they're still, you know, prepared for Magneto. Um, but then his daughter has the power to command animals, and she freaks out that her daddy's being taken away by the police, so she summons a flock of birds, and one of the police officers gets kind of dazed and uh, <laughs> lets loose an arrow that stabs through the daughter into the mother who's hugging the daughter, so both of his family members die in one arrow strike. So... Maggie, Double kill. Yeah, Killing spree. We, we got a two for one on family deaths at the, 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 the family death store this week. But um, Magneto takes his daughter's <laughs> necklace and just whips it around and like slices everyone's throats and then screams at the writers for making him the bad guy again. And then he goes back to the factory and he's going to get his revenge on all the co-workers for, you know, ratting him out for doing a good thing. Um, but then Apocalypse and his posse show up, and Magneto's like, no, leave me alone, I'm gonna kill these men, and Apocalypse is just like, mm, and he just, you know, <laughs> makes the ground dissolve, and the people all fall in and die, and he, like, buries them alive, and he's like, okay, now, uh, I, I need you to be my, my new henchman. <laughs> I don't fucking care that you're gonna kill them, I'll kill them for you, <laughs> let's just get this over with.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I guess we should have led up to Apocalypse, but it's just the most fun to talk about because yeah. uh, it's very silly. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: no, they. Yeah, I mean, like my general notes on these movies: X-Men First Class is a really good movie. Um, I mean, I did have like some nitpicky issues with it, but it, you know, it definitely works as a movie. Um, days of future past i think is a good a really good movie but a bad sequel it kind of there should have been a movie in between first class and days of future past because there's just so many characters who died off screen between movies and there was a whole stinger at the end of first class that really didn't set up anything because they just skipped over the stuff it was going which one which one
0: was that uh the 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 stinger at the end of first
1: where magneto goes into the prison and breaks emma frost out and he's got zazel and mystique and um angel 2 and you know all oh yeah i remember he's got his you know brotherhood of evil mutants that they set up in that movie and then by the time days of future past happens they've all been like captured or killed Uh, Except for, like, Magneto, who's in prison, and Mystique, who's on the run trying to avenge uh, the rest of her friends who died. Because, yeah. So, it feels like there should have been a movie in between there. Because, like, Emma Frost dies off screen, Azazel dies off screen, and apparently hooked up with Mystique and Nightcrawler is their kid, maybe? Like, that's a thing from the comics that I guess they don't confirm or deny in these movies but um but yeah uh, well, and then apocalypse she is... meets
0: nightcrawler yeah in apocalypse though so uh, yeah
1: and also the time scale is all fucked up in these movies because first one happens in the 60s second happens in the 70s third happens in the 80s dark phoenix takes place in the 90s nobody ages yeah nobody ages the the students that they introduce in the 80s in apocalypse are still students of the same age in the 90s in dark phoenix like the yeah. ray and cyclops are just teenagers forever i guess um
0: yeah the 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 time frame was never going to work <laughs> yeah but um also oh, I, I, I like how um and and x-men 3 hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's old-ass, um, Xavier and, uh, Magneto, like, going to Jean's house Mm. to meet her as a kid, and then... Yeah, no, they they completely (laughs) threw that flashback
1: out. He, he, you know, broke his spine in the 60s, so he wouldn't have been able to walk to Jean's house in whatever... I guess the '90s is when that flashback was supposed to take it, take place.
0: I I, th- I think the '80s, but I mean, it doesn't really matter. Mm. <laughs> the the timeline is fucked. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. No. They they completely I, I just thought it was grew, funny. Uh, that and the origins Wolverine thing where I think Magni or not um, Professor Xavier was also walking. Um. And. I guess he would have been bald by then, I don't know, because in in this timeline he got bald because something Apocalypse did with the power (laughs) transfer thing, I guess, made his hair all fall out.
0: Yeah. (laughs) There's so much dumb, like, little dumb shit that just adds up.
2: Hmm.
1: No, they, they made these on like a movie-by-movie movie basis and yeah. only remembered some of the things they set up in the previous one.
0: Yeah, that much is obvious. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, first class. <laughs> yeah, okay, um, so
1: begin at the beginning.
0: It, it's Ace Combat 5. <laughs> mm. the, the villain's plan is Ace Combat 5.
1: Yeah, but first we have the intro scenes in the 40s where we see that Mystique is the same age as Xavier and uh, Magneto.
0: Yeah. Which, fine. Okay. If that's how you want to explain it, sure. Yeah.
1: I mean, it is weird that they basically group her in with the kids when they get up to the 60s. You know, she's... Like, she's supposed to be the same age as them, but it just, I don't know, it's its weird. It's like she's, like, feels like five to ten huh. years younger, the way they treat her in the movie, at when they're all adults.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess they say she ages at, like, half speed. Mm. But...
1: But she still lived for all know. that <laughs> time, I mean...
0: Yeah. I it, It's weird. She's a slow emotional They don't care, so I... I yeah. Yeah because I mean she she was still like extremely naive and first class and then over the 10 like she grows in more in the 10 years between first class and future past than um the however like 30 years old 30 years before that yeah. Yeah. So I mean
1: yeah. And then there's also Alex Summers, who is Scott Summers, a.k.a. Cyclops' brother. I, I, I thought he might have been his father, because he was a teenager in the 60s. Yeah. And by the time we see Cyclops as a teenager, it's the 80s. So this is his brother, who is at least 20 years older than him, I guess.
0: Yeah, because they, they say, like, the Scott's teacher, like, in, in, in the 80s says, like, oh, you must have been, like, seven when Mystique saved the president. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah, it's also <laughs> funny, you know, they, um, they show,
1: like, a scene of Cyclops in school, and they're watching Mystique on, like, newsreel footage, so, yeah, high schoolers are just watching a naked blue woman who uh, did some important historical stuff.
0: Yeah, who shot some? Who just shot somebody in yeah. the neck? <laughs> yeah, I that—that I mean, that was very awkward exposition. Mm. Um, yeah, I <laughs> mean, yeah, it's <laughs> like they—they, they,
1: it is. I guess because Jennifer Lawrence, you know, had become such a star because of Hunger Games at the same time as these movies that she was contracted to do after agreeing to First Class, that they gave her more of a hero role. Yeah, the whole, like, mutant messiah, yeah. practically. The way they... Like, everybody talks about how great Mystique is.
0: Yeah, they, they, it's like they they saw that the first three movies gave her no character at all, and then they vastly overcorrected yeah. in the, the past trilogy. Or, I guess, quadrilogy. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not... Yeah, because there is care.
1: Dark Phoenix, which has yet to come to Disney Plus, I think. I did watch it again, and it it felt more like a movie than I remembered. I think because it had so much, like, <laughs> production trouble, I always just think of it as, you know, like, no-budget crap. But it, it felt like it was meant to be released as a movie. Like, it was filmed like a movie. But I think it's it's not the worst. It's... It's not as, like, flagrantly bad as Apocalypse, but it's also not as memorable or funny as Apocalypse. So I took a lot of notes just to remember what happened, but it does have aliens, at least.
0: Aliens? Yep.
1: Yep. Shape-shifting aliens come to Earth to take the Phoenix Force from Jean Grey, who gets it while the... At the start of the movie, the mutants... Okay, yeah, we're... We're definitely getting ahead, of getting into that. It, it's a pretty ridiculous yeah. setup. Should, to that should movie. we just
0: rewind? Yeah. Should we just rewind to first back, class and actually talk about the? Yeah, plot?
1: back to back to first. Okay, so first <laughs> class, we've got starts off with the flashbacks of young Xavier and Mystique, who breaks into his house and they become like brother sister. And also, they put a child in full body blue makeup, apparently. Um that must not have been comfortable. Yeah. But um yeah, they have a scene with them and then they have young Magneto. We see I, I'm pretty sure it's like the exact same scene from X-Men 1. They redo it. Yeah. But then we also It's
0: basically shot for shot. Yeah.
1: But then we also get to see like after that that he's being experimented on by Sebastian Shaw, the guy who will go on to be the villain of the movie who's like working for the Nazis. Trying to, you know, coax Magneto's powers out and kills his mom because, you know, he's like trying to get him to use his powers. Um, and then Magneto freaks out and uh, kills the German soldiers in the room but doesn't kill the guy who killed his mom because we wouldn't have a movie if he did that. Even though there's a lot of metal stuff in the room that he could have thrown at that guy's yeah. head in that one scene.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that's weird, but also they. They explain it by, like, he just crushes everything metal in the room. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he crushes the helmets um, on the soldiers' And heads. the metal... Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. He, he, he didn't try to throw anything at, um, what's-his-face, so, yeah, that's fine. Yeah,
1: and it's like, we need to have, you know, a, a final villain for him to go after as he goes on his Nazi-killing, uh you know crusade throughout the movie which were were some pretty badass scenes from going to south america and just like stabbing nazis with a knife they just flinging around with his powers
0: yep that that was a very good scene um like leading up to him actually killing yeah i mean like the
1: director definitely knows you know like how to do that kind of dramatic tension uh, you know like the magneto scenes feel like watching like a serial killer in a horror movie there's just you know like the the way the music works <laughs> and the yeah. way that he's so subdued in how he like approaches like subdued but scary in the way he's like talking to people it's like you know he's just gonna snap any minute
0: yeah when uh when he he's talking with the the ex Nazis, which I mean, I don't know if that's a thing. I guess you just call them Nazis because yeah, yeah. They're, they're not. Anyway, the Nazis hiding um, in
1: South America because uh, World War Two is over.
0: Yeah. So yeah he he's at a he's at a German bar uh, in uh, Argentina, yeah. um, and he goes in basically like confirms what he already knew that the the Germans here were Nazis, mm-hmm. so like he orders a beer. He's like, "Oh, German," and then the the German guys sitting at the table were like, "Yeah, of course." Yeah, <laughs> um, I think they
1: had like a photo on the wall, that, and then you he know, showed them with Shaw, yeah. the guy he's hunting.
0: Yeah, in in Miami, which is is like that's a very obvious way to get a clue, but yeah, yeah, whatever. That's how how he knows that show's in Miami. Yeah, Um, they do the German beer, and even, like,
1: he's, you know, they're all speaking in German with subtitles in these scenes. You know, they don't do the movie thing of translating it. You know, just having them speak English. So, it, you know, it it fits.
0: Yeah. But, But I, I, I really like, he gets his beer, so, and he walks to the table with the, the Nazis. And, he ba like he asked them what their jobs are. He sits down and maybe. he's about to drink his beer. Yeah. And they like what a a, like a, a farmer a, and a tailor? yeah
1: yeah like a uh, pig farmer I think and Schneider pig f- yeah Schneider for like a shoe or a a tailor and they say, yeah my family was killed right. by pig farmers and tailors and then he like, pulls out the <laughs> knife. And- <laughs> stabs one of the guys in the hand yeah
0: well they well he 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 he, he basically shows his hand at that point mm. then they all I, like yeah, a, as, they as everybody's starting to take a sip of yeah. their beer and then like they, they all take a slow dramatic sip yeah and then uh they all put their drinks down and <laughs> they're getting ready to stab him yeah and doesn't like then the bartender he, he pull out his a gun or something magnet powers yeah. Yeah. Bartender comes out from the behind the bar with a gun. Magneto just throws the knife and then brings it. He he stabs one of the guy's yeah, he, hands with the knife, like pinning it to the yeah. table. And then the guy comes out with a gun. He just and he, throws he the knife. The guy, he doesn't he even get it knife, from his seat. Stabs he the guy with the gun. Throws
1: it, stabs him, and then magnetically yeah. pulls it back and stabs the guy in the hand again. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He's like, ow, my stab wound. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was the that was the best scene in this whole trilogy. Well, for you it was four, but for me it was a trilogy. Yeah, it might as well be That's a trilogy. I mean
1: you know, as they say in Apocalypse, we all know the third one is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <They should. laughs>
0: In the business we call that foreshadowing.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it's a line that like they're they're trying to make fun of X Men Three and <laughs> forgot that they are also the threequel <laughs> and they're making fun of themselves.
0: <laughs> when, when that line happened I was like no, shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's a complete lack of self-awareness. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh.
1: But, yeah, and before that Nazi scene, there was another scene where he goes to a bank, and um, you know, he has, like, a block of gold, which, uh, you know, is made from, like, the gold teeth implants of Jews who were killed in World War II. Um and yeah he like, brings it to the banker because he knows the banker knows nazis and you know we'll be able to direct him to the ones he's looking for in argentina and then yeah he he has this whole like torture interrogation thing where he's yanking the guy's you know metal tooth out with his magnetic powers
0: yeah it magneto's story is just so much more interesting than anything else yeah. in the movie honestly yeah, I mean that's what like, like, I, I wish I they like had made the, whole... the
1: origins Magneto movie that it was going to be because that you can tell which parts of this movie were that, and the other parts are a bunch of new mutants yeah. that they introduced so that, uh like one of them gets killed and a couple of them go bad or something.
0: They okay. First of all, they kill the one black guy. Yeah. <laughs> and second of all, that black guy's powers is that he shouldn't be able to die. Yeah. Uh, which he's infinitely adaptable but you
1: can blow him up from the
0: inside yep i think in the comics like he he's like literally impossible to kill too
1: Mm. yeah no that was a weird choice
0: um yeah i'm checking my i don't think any any other like non villain character in the movie actually died Maybe the the CIA guy who was really into mutants, but other than that, Mm. like, I don't think any of the, yeah, none of the other heroes actually die.
1: Yeah, I mean, just, like, that, you know, that government guy and, like, all the government agents at the campus got killed by Azazel teleporting them up in the air and dropping them.
0: Yeah, but they, they they had that scene showing that they were secretly dicks to the mutants, so it was okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, also, definitely, a lot of James Bond vibes in this movie, which oh, reminded yeah. they, me that
0: they totally wanted,
1: yeah, that Matthew Vaughn, the they director, they totally wanted
0: to do the, the 60s, uh, the 60s spy, uh, aesthetic.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the director is the same guy who did Kingsman, so it, it fits, it, you know, that feels like the kind of movie they oh, yeah. wanted to make.
0: Yeah, that, that, that does make a lot of sense, actually. I didn't yeah. know that. I yeah, it's I don't pay attention Matthew to Vaughn
1: yeah. Also, the movie is hornier than I remembered. Yeah. Um, it's like I remembered Emma Frost was yeah. in it, but I forgot how many like nightclub stripper scenes there are in this movie. <laughs> Even like more I mean, McTaggart getting running in around in her underwear for a while.
0: Yeah, the the first scene in the movie is. Uh, the female CA agent just stripping down to her underwear to, to get in the, the secret sex club. Yeah. The, well, the hellfire club. Yeah. Obviously. But, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's a sex club that is a front for some like shady, you know, government, political manipulation business.
0: Yeah. Also, I, I, I want to say, like I, I pointed out earlier how they, like did very obvious and bad exposition with the teacher and mm. apocalypse but ha- having her like having the the other agent say what the hell are you doing like when when she's stripping the, to um, like infiltrate mm. the club and she, and she says i'm using equipment the CIA didn't give me he's like okay that's funny and it tells us that she's a CIA agent that's mm. actually pretty cool <laughs> like
1: yeah, I no, I I wish I Matthew mean, Vaughn had done more x the movies cuz the writing is just you know so much more competent.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like the the dialogue is just better than any other yeah. X-Men movie.
1: Yeah, but yeah, so the stuff in the present um, day's, you know, Sebastian Shaw orchestrating the Cuban missile crisis Aka the plot of Ace
0: Combat Five was it? Um, yeah, Five. Um, yeah, I mean, it, Five. It, like Five isn't Cuban Missile Crate. Like it's a. It's not a Cold War thing. It's a hot war thing. Like a conventional war, but it's still like yeah. A, a oh, free the, agent. The Germans are making the sides. Americans. Yeah, yeah, in, into mm-hmm. war.
1: Yeah, because it's, like, that going on and (laughs) the X-Men becoming involved in that, but also Xavier and Magneto, Xavier meets Magneto, and they, uh, you know, he's trying to help him control his powers, and they go around, you know, recruiting a bunch of other mutants to be part of this, you know, proto-school that they have, Um, and they try to recruit Wolverine, and he tells them to go fuck themselves and um then
0: um <laughs> yeah. i love that scene I've, I've seen that scene without seeing the movie Um yeah i mean it
1: also kind of kicked off a trend of like every x-men movie since then they try to say fuck at least once because they can get away <laughs> with it in pg-13 yep,
0: yep. you get the one yeah. fuck rule i forget what it was and in- in days Days of of future Future past past, it was a
1: callback to the wolverine scene where time travel wolverine goes to talk to Xavier, and he tells him to fuck off he tells him i'll tell you what you told me 10 years ago fuck off which isn't what he said he said go fuck yourself (laughs) and
0: then an apocalypse and then an apocalypse it's just uh magneto saying who the fuck are you
1: Which is a perfectly reasonable thing to ask when a weird blue man in
0: Power Ranger yeah. armor shows up. When, yeah, when a a blue okay. man in like Egyptian armor, like a a woman in a purple leotard, a, a guy with metal wings, and um. Oh, a girl with a white yeah. mohawk, Storm. Yeah, we got
1: young Storm, we got horseman. Olivia Munn playing a character with no personality who can be the new, you know, celebrity cameo <laughs> character, who they let live yeah. through the final battle so that she her could outfit. go on to be in future movies, but she never did.
0: I like her outfit and because it... I'm very much in, into the thigh region.
1: Yeah, and it's comic accurate <laughs> in that way.
0: Yeah. Like, why did why did it take this long to have comic accurate costumes? That's why. Mm. Because they they look ridiculous in live action.
1: Yeah, I mean, even the MCU movies make a lot of changes to make it work. Like Cap hasn't had wings sticking out of the sides of his head; he's just had them like painted on, if anything.
0: Yeah, like that—that that was the joke in uh, the first Avenger. Yeah,
1: where, yeah. Where they give like, him the comic it's a, accurate. It's a like, weird
0: stitched suit. Yeah, yeah. And then later he has them painted on, and even later than that, like it—they just don't exist.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, and eventually he just doesn't have a costume anymore. It's just like, yeah, or at least he doesn't wear the helmet uh, anymore. Because MCU
1: characters don't like having their faces covered up, even Spider-Man.
0: Those faces are worth millions of dollars. Yeah, (laughs) like (laughs) why would you cover them up? Yeah. Except Ant-Man, who has to have have his covered. Has, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but I mean, Ant-Man
1: kind of gets the Iron Man thing of we can you know cut to shots inside the helmet.
0: Right. Yeah. What were we talking about? Uh, first first class.
1: class. Let's see what else on first class.
0: Yeah. Um. There's a lot of memes, um, from X Men First Class.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's like the Magneto. um yeah. You know, I want to see the real you. No, know, the real you,
0: perfection. Yeah. Right. On that, th- there was more, but I don't. I can't think of them off the top of my head. Mm. Um, shit. I mean, I, I I did. I don't write things down mm. when when I watch. Um, that's that's your job.
1: Yeah, I'd also kind of forgotten how much of a role Emma Frost had in this movie because they you know killed her off screen between movies, but they were definitely setting her up to be something. It seemed like in this one.
0: Yeah, they were setting up to be like a future villain, but she just never does anything.
1: Yeah, like, like she was part of Magneto's she's, group and then died off screen because they had to disassemble that group.
0: Yeah. She's a sexy sidekick, and then she dies off screen. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of funny that one scene where that, she's
1: uh, like. They, they go to confront her in um like a russian general's mansion or something and she's flirting with him except she's not she's just like fucking with his brain you know ma- he's like on the bed making out with nothing <laughs> and she's just sitting there sipping tea because she's projecting an image that he's making yeah. Out with.
0: yeah <laughs> that that i i do like that that was a cool idea mm. Also, um in this timeline, uh, well it's still the regular timeline at this point I guess, but anyway. Yeah, but um, it doesn't line up in with the In this version other of other events. Ones, so. Yeah. Like Magneto and Xavier are friends for like a couple weeks. Hmm. <laughs> um and then and then they go their separate ways. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, so the whole like, like premise the, the old of, friend, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, like that's the whole premise of X-Men. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, like, yeah, like the whole scene at the start of X-Men 3 of them like still going around recruiting you know people for the school, you know couldn't have happened in that decade. Although, I guess by that time like Magneto yeah. goes bad by the end of this one and then He's still bad in the second one. And then in the third one, he's trying to live a normal life, but the writers won't let him. And then afterward, Xavier (laughs) is like, Goodbye, old friend. It's okay that you nearly annihilated the world with your apocalypse powers. I mean, I guess I almost did too. Um, Yeah. And then in Dark Phoenix, (laughs) he's living on Genosha. uh, Which, I mean, by that point, we're definitely in a different timeline. But still, they do the whole thing of like, he's not trying to be a bad guy like he he says the government gave him like a plot of land on this you know random island which is genosha and so he's there with a bunch of other mutants who just want to be left alone but then after jean gray with her you know crazy phoenix powers which we'll get to it but they show her having phoenix (laughs) powers at the end of apocalypse And then forget that that happened, and she gets Phoenix powers from space in Dark Phoenix. (laughs) But she, with her powers, accidentally kills uh, Mystique. So then she's on the run, and she goes to Genosha to go hide with Magneto. She doesn't tell him that she killed Mystique. She's just on the run, and he's sympathetic to that. So he, you know, the government... You know, military shows up to capture her. He tries to talk them away, but then she starts throwing shit and, like, blowing up their helicopters and stuff. And he tells her to get out, and she flies off. And then he finds out from Beast, who wants revenge for Mystique, that she killed Mystique, and that is what turns Magneto into hunting down Jean Grey and becoming a villain again. Although, by the end of that, um, I mean, also throughout that movie, they have this whole thing of, like, That Xavier isn't as good as he seems, that people feel like he's too overbearing and too controlling, and that, you know, the psychic blocks he put in Jean Grey's head to keep her powers from going crazy was a bad thing. Um, So, by the end of that movie, I think Beast is running the school, and Xavier has left and run off to Europe, where he ends up meeting up with Magneto and they play a chess game and they're old friends again. (laughs) <laughs> so, their relationship has a How lot of back and forth you... of being friendly and being antagonistic.
0: Yeah. It's. It's. Like, exactly like uh, Thor and Loki. Yeah. <laughs> Where. It's like, oh, brother, uh, it's a good thing that you're good now and you will never betray me. Yeah. And then. And then Loki betrays him. And then How can you do this, Loki? Thor Thor's like, I'm going to kick his ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to kick his ass and then get sad that he dies, but it turns out he's not really dead. Yeah. Um, so I'll forgive him mm-hmm. because I'm glad that he's not dead. And th- that happens like two or three times. And at least him and Loki and were raised Thor together, like, so
1: there's kind of a reasoning behind it. Yeah. Xavier and Magneto met when they were like college age. And, uh, and just had, like, a friendship for, yeah, a couple weeks, maybe a couple months at most, and,
0: uh... Yeah, months at most.
1: And then, then, uh, Xavier, or no, then Magneto, um, took advantage of, um, Xavier holding Shaw psychically hostage to shove a coin through his head. Which Xavier felt every minute of, and then uh, yeah. um, while deflecting a bunch of bullets, swatted one right into Xavier's
0: spine. Yeah, <laughs> don't you like how after after Charles gets a gets a bullet lodged in his back that uh, well, I guess not lodged. Magneto took it mm. out presumably. But, oh yeah, I think they do like, show him. He still got pulling shot the and like. Yeah, but like people like they're just holding him and people are talking (laughs) and it's like no somebody give him medical attention (laughs) it's like we don't need to resolve everybody's character arcs like at this moment um like somebody help him um well I mean Mystique had to get off her catchphrase
1: mutant and proud the thing that stopped being a thing after that movie (laughs)
0: That was very awkward. Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, then by, the, you know, ten years later, Xavier has found a serum that will give him the ability to walk again, but at the expense of his telepathy.
0: Yep, it's a temporary mutant cure that I guess also... also cures also paralysis. Cures um, a broke... <laughs> yeah. And, like, they, they never try to sell this to humans for some reason. No, I mean... Like... You know, like the like
1: X Men have ridiculous technology that human. nobody else has, and they don't give anyone else access to it. Like at the start of Dark yeah. Phoenix, the, it's like, oh, <laughs> like there was a space shuttle launch, and they're having some trouble, and you know they're worried it's gonna, you know, like Columbia disaster burn up on reentry. So um, they, the president has a phone on his desk that's like the red Batman phone, except it has a big X on it, and he uses it to call the X-Men, so that Xavier can get the, the X-Jet to fly up into space to go save the astronauts. So, yeah, they, they had a space jet in the <laughs> 90s that they were using to save NASA shots. That,
0: that is the... Op- that That's the exact opposite of, like every x-men movie before that where the government is the enemy and wolverine yeah the government becomes
1: enemies with the mutants over the course of the movie as you know phoenix is killing people and xavier's getting discredited and whatnot but they you know in order to make that an arc went so far in the opposite direction that the movie starts off with the president having a direct line to call xavier when he needs help with something
0: was it an actual president, or was it? Like... Uh, yeah, the
1: U.S. president has a phone on his desk in the White House that he can call the X-Men with.
0: No, I mean, like, was it Clinton or no. Bush? No,
1: <laughs> no, it was it was a movie president, just
0: Mr. President. <laughs> that's, also, that's also very weird because
1: yeah, they did like have they, Nixon they... in the '70s, like actual Nixon in the '70s. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and they had JFK, uh, like, Magneto got framed for killing JFK.
1: <laughs> yeah, because JFK was a mutant, like, and he was trying to save him.
0: It's it's just weird, like, the series of movies and what they do and don't care about from film to film.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it mainly was Days of Future Past where they actually did have historical presidents. You know, referenced and like in the plot and
0: stuff. Did, did they not in um, first class? I don't think they showed the president in that. If I
1: remember right. I th-
0: I think they showed like actual like historical footage of JFK, but he wasn't I mean... an actual character.
1: Yeah, I mean the I, whole I, thing I think... about Magneto getting framed for killing him was a thing from Days of Future Past.
0: Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, I I think, like, JFK's around, like, he's around in his historical context, because this isn't a time travel story yet, Hmm. so they, yeah, Oh. but, like, he's not an actual part of the story, he's just, like, background, yeah, because when when they're talking about the whole historical setting,
1: yeah. Like the whole missile crisis thing is mostly yeah. centered around I I don't remember if they even gave them names. There's a you know a U.S. general and a Russian general, and they you know cut to them on their ships to show their reactions to the missiles all going yeah. up. But
0: yeah, so like the 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 Shaw's plan is uh, basically to he like orchestrates the. The historical events of the U.S. putting nuclear missiles in Turkey, and uh, the Soviets putting missiles in Cuba, mm. which causes the Cuban Missile Crisis. Um, yeah, because he
1: wants humanity to and, destroy itself so that mutants can inherit the earth.
0: Yeah, but but like, are are mutants immune to radiation? <laughs> He says that mutants are the
1: children of the atoms, so I guess the implication in this movie is that mutants came about because of nuclear radiation. Um, But that's completely contradicted by the third movie, where Apocalypse is an ancient mutant who had, like, Stargate-level technology in his pyramid that he could use to transfer, like, other mutants' powers into himself. But... That's they didn't contradic- know about that.
0: That's contradicted by Days of Future Past, because they, they say that um, in the future they can they can find like the mutant gene in parents before they even have children. Mm. So,
1: probably like, Shaw is just a crazy person, but his belief <laughs> is that mutants come from nuclear radiation and are the children of the atom, and that if he, you know, nukes the whole world, then mutants will reign supreme.
0: He's just a Fallout fanboy who wanted to meet a Deathclaw in real life.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, then... Then they have have the whole... Like, apparently you can just fly a jet um, and... Like during the most intense military uh, <laughs> standoff of all time. Yeah, and they and had you know a spacey jet
1: capable of hovering back in the '60s because the X Men <clears throat> have advanced technology yeah. that no one else has. I I
0: I do love the scene where um, okay the the Soviet boat that's holding the the nukes on their way to Cuba. Gets taken over by Azazel, who is a teleporting devil man. Yep, yeah, he's Red um,
1: Nightcrawler, who in the comics yeah, is Nightcrawler's yeah. dad.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is very daddy. I mean, he's 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 got the beard and everything. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, if you
1: picture the devil. So, uh, I, that, I, that's I, what he looks like.
0: Yes, so the the U.S. is blockading Cuba, and the Soviets are um, like they they're they're at a standoff. Like nobody's going anywhere because nobody wants to start a nuclear war, right? Yeah. Um,
1: Except for so
0: uh, Right. Like no no humans want to start a nuclear war. Yeah. Um, so Azazel takes over the missile ship and starts driving it towards the blockade in order to get the U.S. to fire on it and start the war. Um, But then Charles Xavier uh, takes control of one of the Russian uh, officers' minds and has him fire a missile at the ship so the Americans don't have to do it and start the war. (laughs) as, As the missile is flying towards the ship, Azazel looks at the missile. Is like nyit <laughs> and then teleports out of there.
2: Hmm.
0: Which it, it's Russian for "no," I believe. Yeah. What, but e- Eugene. Eugene can, um, can berate me if I'm wrong. I mean,
1: he can correct your pronunciation because it was probably terrible.
0: I I will accept that because the the cat knows all. Yeah. But. Yeah, no, he fired
1: a missile to stop them from firing missiles.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then they have the whole beach confrontation.
1: Yeah, because everybody decides to unload all their missiles on the mutants. And Magneto's like, uh, fuck you guys, I can control all your missiles. And tries to throw them all back. Yeah. Um, And that's after they'd killed Shaw, I think. Because... They had the whole thing with Shaw, and yeah. by that point, Magneto had the helmet. So, um, Xavier couldn't, you know, just mind control Magneto and stop him.
0: Yeah, because uh, uh, Xavier is still on the plane, I think, and he's, like, holding Shaw in place so he can't hurt Magneto. And then Magneto takes advantage, puts the coin through his brain. Oh,
1: well, yeah, he puts the coin through his brain, um, and he takes the helmet and has it but then they all get back to the beach and that's where Magneto is like taking control of all the missiles and yeah yeah I don't remember if Xavier was on the plane when, at that
0: point but I, I think he like they like they land and and confront each other and then they shoot the missiles at the beach and uh, then Magneto's like I'm gonna kill everyone
1: yeah yeah, he flips the missiles around, and the people on the boats think they're doomed. But then, um. I can't remember. They, they were, like, a, all trying to attack Magneto or something, and that distracts him enough that the missiles start, like, falling into the ocean.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, like, all the mutants start attacking, and then he, he fends them off, and he's about to, uh, throw the missiles at the ships again. And then that's when Moira comes with the gun. Mm. Because she's there, too. Oh, yeah.
1: And that's when... Yeah, he's still got the helmet, so he can't be mind-controlled. But he's swatting the bullets away and swats one right into Charles' back. And that distracts him enough that he drops all the missiles and they just fall in the ocean.
0: Yeah. And then I guess the military just goes home because they're like, Well, we can't do a damn thing.
1: Mm. No, we're just gonna... You know, stew on this for ten years. Maybe talk to uh, Peter Dinklage about <laughs> his plan to build giant robots to kill moons. <laughs>
0: <mutants>. And <laughs> yep, and that's the movie. I I really liked First Class. Yeah, like it, it, It's like you said. Like there, there's a lot of like little stupid nitpicky moments, but like overall, it I it's the best x-men movie i think maybe yeah
1: yeah i mean it's like it it's hard to call it definitely the best because it, it doesn't have so many of like the major characters from x-men but yeah it's like yeah like is, film, just, as a film it's, it's the, probably the best film
0: it's it's the best movie with x-men in the title i'll put it that way
1: yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's between that and X2. Like, I'm not sure which one I would give yeah. it to. Like, I... And, like, Days of Future Past, I still think is good. I don't think it's held up as well as... Like, the year it came out, I thought, wow, this is great. And, you know, I've thought about, like, what the reasons for that might have been. And part of it, I I kind of have to put into context. The, um... You know, like, the, the whole opening title crawl thing, um, where, like, they they do, like, like the original, like, X-Men and X-Men 2 had this, you know, like, really cool, like, flying through a tunnel while the theme music plays intro thing. Yeah. Um, and the last time it's they like did it was... Spider-Man-esque. Maybe X-Men 3? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember if they did it in X-Men 3, but... If they did, that would have been 2006. And Days of Future Past was the first time they did it since then, and it was in 2014. So it was at least eight years later, and at least three movies later, because we had had in that time uh, Origins Wolverine, um, and uh, First Class, and The Wolverine had all come out in that time. And then this movie came along, and saying, oh, they brought back the opening title crawl and the theme music. And just, I like the music a lot in Days of Future Past. But, yeah, like, a lot of the story, you know, watching it back to back with First Class kind of points out all the stuff they just swept under the rug to get this, like, intergenerational time travel story. They, you know, had to cut a bunch of characters who First Class had set up like they were going to have future adventures.
0: Yeah, they basically, they they basically just name back to back all the characters who died between movies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. They they
0: just to say why they're not in this one.
1: Yeah. They just like offed all the major like aside from, like Alex Summers gets to live, and then you know the story revolves around Mystique because for now. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. They you know pretty unceremoniously kill him in
0: Apocalypse, but um i mean he he kills himself
1: <laughs> yeah
0: accidentally
1: yeah i mean i guess he gets to die as part of the the fun callback scene of quicksilver where like we get the, the yeah. fun quicksilver scene in days of future past of him running through the pentagon cafeteria and just pranking a bunch of guys who are trying to shoot everyone um and yeah. then we get the fun callback to that, where the school is exploding in apocalypse, and he is you know slow motion running and throwing everybody out the window, and like surfing downstairs oh, what, with a what? dog that has pizza in its mouth.
0: What song do they use? Because uh, Sweet Dreams are is. made of these. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No, like, it's it, if I could catch it's, time it's... in a bottle in the first one, and it's Sweet Dreams are made of these, and the. Uh, yeah apocalypse
0: one yeah they they go way overboard with the the 80s um references in apocalypse also but we're not there yet yeah Um, and then in
1: dark phoenix they set up like they're gonna do a Quicksilver, you know slow motion thing but it's a fake out because it's in the fight where jean gray ends up killing mystique um they're, like, they're, they're on the street outside of, I will mean, I'll explain exactly how the setup happened. They're, they're on a, a, you know, like, street outside of Jean Grey's old house, basically. Um, and, you know, there's, like, debris flying around and stuff, and Quicksilver starts to, like, run up the debris, and he's gonna go tackle her in midair or something, because she's floating midair. But because she's got Phoenix powers, she can see him moving and, uh, just, like, sweeps him off to the side. So they do that, like, fake out huh. instead of doing the fun scene.
0: Yeah, they, they give him the most overpowered um, powers in the world, and then they give him two enemies that they can just see through it. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, it's like they set up very, yeah, I guess, yeah. They make his powers so powerful. Because Apocalypse that, does. Yeah, Apocalypse also can see him moving in fast motion and just trips him up.
0: Yeah. Because like in, in comics um, it's very easy to like just not say how fast um, the character is going and just say that oh this character this character can counter it in this way. Mm. But I mean when when you show how powerful it is by like having him plug bullets out of the air in, slow, in extreme slow motion it's like how does any character even begin to fight that that isn't like god level powerful
1: yeah i mean and that's why they use it as their shorthand for um showing off that the person he's up against
0: is so powerful
1: yeah. cuz they can see through his powers oh no
0: yeah yeah i mean it it's worth it to have the like the the cool um super speed action scenes mm. but also um I hate when they have like super powerful characters that just never really, that just exist to have their asses handed to them, like when they actually get in a fight.
1: Mm. Yeah. And then he got to appear in WandaVision, except it wasn't really him, so that's all we have to say about that.
0: Yeah, that was weird. That probably shouldn't have happened.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it, it was a fun thing they did, but they just couldn't follow through on it, and so it came yeah. off as, like, another Mandarin joke of, like, hey, you set up something cool, and then you pulled the rogue out from under us. Oh, you're so clever, Haha. huh
0: Yeah. It's like, like, so what, did Wanda, like, see um, <laughs> Days of Future Past, the movie, Um, and he's like...
1: I mean, unless they ever embrace the multiverse and you know admit that there is a multiverse, it yeah, it's just a funny thing that happened, I guess. And her subconscious just grabbed a random person in town and decided to make him um, uh, her brother return from the dead.
0: So okay, so th- this is extremely off topic, but mm. um. Do you think that X Men is a lot more interesting when it's not part of a superhero universe? Because
1: I mean, I, I think mean, every movie has when, to be when, taken on its own, so it doesn't work in any universe, even its own.
0: Not, like I'm, I'm, I'm not even really talking about the movies. I'm just talking about uh, like in in general, mm. like yeah, like if you take the X Men by by its, by themselves, then it's just. Like they they do the whole you know mutants are like an oppressed minority type yeah uh, story, but when when it's in the Marvel universe where well, there's people like just have superpowers and half a dozen
1: for it yeah
0: yeah it's like no nobody like well I'm I'm sure there's stories where they do but. Like, nobody's looking at the Avengers and are like, oh, those dirty mutants, you know? Yeah. Like,
1: I mean, the, I've read a comic. I, I don't know if it was Earth X that brought it up or if it was, like, one of the sequels. There was a like Universe X, Paradise X, which is, you know, a pretty interesting, like, you know, possible future for the Marvel Comics universe. And one of the things that comes up in that is, um,. I can't remember who... Somebody was... Like, Cyclops is, you know, running... You know, whatever sort of mutant school they have. Um, But somebody... I can't remember who... Talks to him and says... You know, Scott, the reason people are afraid of mutants... Isn't because... um, You know, you're an oppressed minority or anything. It's because you have crazy superpowers... That, you know, can do a lot of damage. I mean, they they basically call it bolt like the whole oppressed minority stance on mutants is like bullshit in the context of a universe where everyone has superpowers or you know there's a lot of people have superpowers so yeah no i think it does yeah. it works better conceptually in a universe where the mutants are the only superpowered people that exist
0: right because like if if the Fantastic Four are in New York, you know like just living their lives and being superheroes with powers that are indistinguishable from mutants, then like how how, how do normal people just not make that connection? You know.
1: Yeah. Now I I don't know how the MCU is going to handle it when they bring the X Men in like.
0: Yeah. They they might just drop that whole beat. Yeah.
1: Like. Or come up with some other reason for them to be oppressed that's not related to their powers.
0: Yeah. Um, w- were we talking about Days of Future Past? We're, we're <laughs> up to Days of Future cause... Past, yeah.
1: Um, so it's got a fun opening crawl that's, you know, a throwback to the old ones that they hadn't done for like a decade at that point um uh, we get to see the future where everything is fucked because um apparently after you know x-men 3 and then xavier dying but coming back in the body of the comatose person who happened to look exactly like him apparently and magneto getting his powers back um Sometime after all that happened and also Wolverine going to Japan to fight a samurai and then come back to the airport to be met by (laughs) Magneto and, um, Xavier, we'll get to that next week. Um, after all that happened, uh, the world got completely fucked because the government had been developing a sentinel program since the seventies and after getting some mystique DNA because she tried to kill a guy in the seventies, they, um actually she succeeded in killing the creator of the sentinels but they still had all the the data on how to make them it just set the project back a bit but they also got some of her blood so they used it to eventually like for 50 years later however many years later um make a sentinel that is able to like adapt any mutant's powers and use it against them and the super sentinel's couldn't really distinguish between human and mutant so they're just going around killing everybody um
0: yeah so they they actually go super dark like they, there's just bodies piling up in the streets yeah
1: no it it's like terminator 2 future in uh yeah in this. and yeah so also
0: they they imply that rogue is alive but Rogue appears, like she, she doesn't do there's anything. There's another
1: cut of the movie where Rogue had a whole subplot. I thought about watching it, because I think I still have it. I don't think I sold I know I had it once. But, yeah, th- there was a whole subplot with Rogue that um, they cut from the movie, because there was too much else going on. But because huh. Kitty Pride was the main <laughs> character of the Days of Future Past comic, and they you know, for a variety of reasons wanted Wolverine to be the main character of this. They, um instead let Kitty Pride have like the power ice. to send people's minds back in time to their old bodies. Which she's been using to keep her group of mutants, you know, alive so they can like whenever the Sentinels show up, she can just send Bishop back in time to tell everyone they do they gotta move move because the Sentinels are about to get there. Um but then Xavier convinces her to do it to Wolverine to send her back to the whole mystique murder thing, which was the event that made all of this possible.
0: Yeah. I I have no idea about the timeline at this point, but I just assume that nothing... Um, <laughs> Nothing connects with anything else. No, you, you have to take it on a movie-by-movie movie basis point. because
1: it does not line up uh, when you go into a yeah. movie. It's
0: like... Uh, cause like at, at the end of First Class, Charles gets shot and he's like like super forgiving <laughs> hmm. with all his friends. Yeah. He's like, oh, Eric, um, yeah, you, you go do your thing. That's fine. Oh, Mystique! Like, look, I know you. I know you don't want to be with, with me anymore. Even though we're like siblings, like, just go with, just go with Magneto. It's what you want. I've yeah. read your mind. I know. Like, yeah. just get the fuck out of here. Yep. Yeah, no. Um, at
1: the end of that, yeah, they they all go off. They bust Emma Frost out of prison. They go to be villains, and then in the ten years since they've all died, Mystique is going around just you, know, killing people i guess and xavier has developed drugs so he can numb the pain of thinking about anything he's, yeah. he's just on
0: meth or something hey, hey jade mm? yeah it's a it's a very subtle heroin yeah um, i mean like analogy. we get to see him like
1: sticking the needle in his arm <laughs> i think But yeah, because he's on drugs and also Beast is on drugs because the actor who plays Beast also very much doesn't like having to wear blue makeup, so he'll take any excuse to just appear as a regular guy.
0: Apparently the actor for Nightcrawler doesn't mind. Yeah, 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 because they're
1: just wearing the makeup all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also, I really like that Nightcrawler came back, but we're not in that movie yet. I mean, we've been there about forty times already. (laughs) No, I
1: mean Days of Future Past. There's a lot going on in the movie, which makes it kind of hard to talk about. But it's like it it works well enough that it's good. I mean, like the emotional core of the movie is that Wolverine has been sent back in time to show cynical young Xavier, you know, the future of, like, the school that older Xavier lives in, and, uh, you know, give him hope for the future, and, uh, you know, enough that they can find a way to stop Mystique from killing uh, Trask and creating this dark future, even though he still made the Sentinels anyway. And also, Magneto found a way to control the Sentinels and nearly killed Trask and the president and the whole cabinet. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. A lot of stuff happened. Uh, I'm not sure if we got cut off.
0: Okay, sorry for leaving all of a sudden. Okay, I, I didn't anything. know if Discord had cut out. Oh, <laughs> um, I, I had a I had a small dog emergency that I okay. had to take care of.
1: Yeah, no, I was just talking about things, Um, how there's a lot of things in Days of Future Past. I mean, there's even, like, yeah, and, you know, like how First Class set up stuff that Days of Future Past didn't really work with. Like, Days of Future Past ends with, like, Magneto uh, in the final fight, like, Wolverine is there. Magneto just, like, wraps a bunch of metal through him and throws him into the river. Um... And then we see a scene of him getting dredged out of the river by young Stryker, who is revealed to be Mystique in disguise. But then, when we get to Apocalypse, there's a whole scene of Wolverine is in the Weapon X program, again, under the real Striker, And um, so I don't know what happened with that scene of Mystique rescuing yeah. him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like, why have that be Mystique? <laughs> there's literally yeah, no reason. Yeah, and there's
1: a post credit scene setting up Apocalypse to be the next villain. Like, they show, like, the pyramid in Egypt. So they knew that's what they were doing next, but I guess they didn't know how they were going to pay off the Mystique rescuing Wolverine thing. So they decided instead to just show us Wolverine's origin story again.
0: Yeah, I mean, that. that's what happens when you make a series movie by movie, I guess, is w- yeah. people also don't want to follow up. Old
1: Wolverine meeting young it, Jean Grey—it makes because that's not
0: creepy. Yeah, I mean, he's like a hundred years old. Yeah, I mean, I guess um, he
1: was—he was always old, but it kind of calls attention to it when teenage Jean Grey is seeing, yeah, you know, uh, Wolverine in tiny shorts running through a uh, military base. <laughs>
0: yeah Uh, like oh they have a connection that's um don't do that (laughs) yeah (laughs) please but we never got far enough in that (laughs) timeline to see how that
1: turned out because we only got one movie after that with no wolverine which might be the only x-men movie to have no wolverine in it at all um Because he gets that one scene in first
0: class. Dark Dark Phoenix?
1: Yeah, Dark Phoenix, I think, is the only X-Men movie that doesn't have any appearance by Wolverine. And I guess New New Mutants doesn't count.
0: Um, Even Deadpool, they they make fun of the fact that... uh, Yeah. (laughs) um, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine.
1: Yeah, like Deadpool 1, they name drop him, and Deadpool 2, they time travel and see... Him in Origins, Wolverine.
0: Yeah. It. I'm, he he was always the main character until First Class. So I guess. Yeah. Are, are there are there any movies without Xavier? um like a, aside aside from like Deadpool hmm
1: uh, no actually yeah I think he's because in The Wolverine he shows up at the very end at the airport Um, and in Origins Wolverine he shows up when everybody's running away from the military base and he's there to rescue them so yeah yep. I guess Xavier's in every X-Men movie or X-Men related. Yeah. Movie. Except for the New Mutants. New Mutants is a spinoff in Nobody the Nobody cares universe. about the New Mutants. Yeah.
0: Nobody gives half a shit about New Mutants. And I guess X... It was dead on arrival. X-Men
1: 1... Or no, um, Deadpool 1 didn't really make any min- Like, they show the X-Mansion, but they don't show Xavier.
0: Yeah, they just show Colossus and what's-her-face.
1: Yeah, uh, Negasonic.
0: Yeah. With with the long name that I can never remember.
1: Negasonic teenage warhead. Um. <laughs> is there anything else to say about the right. future past? I think I, we haven't covered it in order, you, you, but we've covered most of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're you're right that it's very hard to talk about because it it like a lot of the movies just things happening. Um.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of back and forth between the two timelines, and like it is yeah. a lot of like. Wolverine, I, Wolverine is there, but he doesn't really have much of a character arc. He's just there. Um, we get to see his muscular ass, like, but that's about I, it. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, him, they, his whole thing, they just, like, he has some trauma flashbacks when he sees young striker and that kind of takes him out of being able to, you know, peacefully be there. Because he has to, like, maintain a, enough of an inner peace. In the past, to not be you know, yeah. broken out of the mental trance. But. Yeah, it otherwise, it's... He, He's the POV character, and the story is continuing the arcs of Xavier, Mystique, and Magneto from First Class.
0: Yeah, they don't. <laughs> Can you hear the dog yeah. whining?
1: I can hear it. Uh we'll see if the microphone <laughs> hears it.
0: She's she's very cute but also very annoying. Mm. Um, anyway, like the the only the only scene I really re- remember well about Days of Future Past is the Paris scene where like everybody's fighting each other for almost no reason. Mm um like they all have character reasons but it's very weird like out of context yeah
1: there's a lot going on
0: yeah like magneto wants to kill mystique yeah yeah because
1: mystique is there because she wants to kill trask because she knows trask has been using her friend's corpses as part of his you know sentinel program and you know machine he's made like a little computer thing that can identify if someone's a mutant which is part of the sentinels programming um so she wants to kill him and this is historically the event where she killed him which set off the dark timeline so wolverine and xavier and magneto show up to stop her but then magneto's like well if we know that she's gonna fuck up the timeline why don't we just kill her so he tries to kill her and then they try to stop him. Very publicly. Yeah. And at the same time, Wolverine is having problems because he sees Striker there, and that starts setting off his trauma, and so, you know, uh, Kitty is, like, struggling to keep him in there, and he, like, kind of reverts back to his 70s self who has no idea why he's in Paris with these weirdos. Um...
0: It's and because Xavier, he took some really bad acid. Like,
1: I think Xavier doesn't fully have his powers back yet at that point, so he's trying to persuade Mystique, but can't, like, take control of her mind or anything. Um, and, yeah. And yeah, and, and Magneto is trying to kill Mystique, and Mystique jumps out a window, and, um, and Beast is trying to save her and, like, protect her, and he ends up getting, like, caught in a fountain and having his picture taken by a bunch of crowds of people
0: yeah but like I I, I feel like any any like I, I like days of future past like while I was watching it but like right now I feel like any of the scenes could have happened in any order <laughs> and, mm. and it would have made any difference. I, I don't know.
1: Yeah. no. Nah, I feel like it worked better the year it came out, but it's still good. Um, I mean, right. yeah. Uh, I, I, I think part of the reason why um, I felt like X-Men Days of Future Past worked better in 2014 and doesn't hold up as much now is because at the time, it felt like they were setting up for something. like Like they were trying to, you know fix all their continuity problems with this, like, timeline shift thing. Which doesn't entirely make sense, because it's like they they shift the timeline and then we cut ahead to the future as Wolverine returns to it and sees, like, Jean Grey is still alive. And they did (laughs) nothing with that. But, um... But, yeah, like, it felt like they were, you know, trying to build up to something, and then Apocalypse was the follow-up. And it just dashed any... Any feeling that, like, this universe was ever going to, like, be cohesive or build to something or even that Brian Singer was a competent director that, uh, maybe... Because, I mean, like, he directed X-Men 1 and 2, which were both good. And he directed Days of Future Past, which was good. But then he also directed Apocalypse, which was shit. And then all, you know, the behind-the-scenes stuff started coming out about what a dirtbag he is. So... I, mean, I it's like I don't know what you know how much credit to give him for the quality of the good X-Men movies if if that was him or if it was just like other people involved in the production making it work or what
0: Yeah it it's it's very weird that they go back to a status quo at the end of Days of Future Past but like it, it's it's like, what if status quo, but nothing bad ever happened? <laughs> um, mm. like, yeah, and also, yeah. That, where were they even trying to go from there?
1: Yeah, like that stinger at the end really undercut apocalypse because when, you know, like they show that the future, is, everything is better than it was before after they fixed the timeline. When you say that your next movie is going to be Apocalypse, and that it's going to be in the 80s, it's like, well, we know that Apocalypse doesn't cause the Apocalypse, because we just averted the Apocalypse. So what the fuck are you (laughs) even trying to do, doing this story at, you know, this new timeline you've created? Like, yeah. Aside from them finally listening to the complaints of people saying, like, you've done Magneto in every movie. You know, why don't you give us one of the other (laughs) major X-Men villains? Um, Yeah. And, I mean, like, they teased Mr. Sinister a bunch of times in, you know, like, I think... uh, The End of Apocalypse teases the Essex Corporation. Deadpool 2 uh has like reference to the Essex Corporation. So like they were setting up Mr. Sinister to appear sometime, but they never actually did that.
0: And now they never will.
1: No. Nope. I don't know how that guy would have worked I on mean, screen anyway. Like his co- his costume is even more ridiculous than Apocalypse. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean Apocalypse is just a big blue guy with weird armor. Um yeah. Doesn't Sinister have, like, weird, like...
1: He's got a cape that looks like it went through a paper cloth.
0: shredder. You're right. Yeah. It's...
1: He's like a vampire whose cape yeah, got I, I caught don't... in a paper shredder and he pulled it out and <laughs> <laughs> just kept wearing it. <laughs>
0: that, that's... That's, like, exactly right. I'm... I'm so, I, I can't concentrate because all I hear is a dog whining. Mm. Uh, well, should I'm we move on to hard. what
1: we've been wanting to talk about which is apocalypse whatever's <laughs> left of it
0: yeah they they set the scene of apocalypse it's in powering up Egypt. angel yeah yeah I mean I, I just want to skip ahead uh, one last time before we we're talking about angels like they, they said yeah the, third, the, the second chronologically, but the third angel in the yeah, X-Men it's, franchise.
1: It's the Warren Worthington of X-Men 3, except he was born like three decades earlier and somehow ended up in a fight club.
0: And he, he has like weird claws on his wings this time? Yep, and he's British. <laughs> um, and yeah... Uh, Apocalypse finds him, and he, he's he's listening to Metallica. Yeah, um, he's like drinking and, in a warehouse. Yeah, and then Apoc- apocalypse like em- powers him up, and he he grows metal wings while listening to Metallica. Yep, yeah. <laughs> it's like this this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen, but I love it.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was my favorite. Scene in the movie,
1: mm. even more than Magneto's family. And then murdered. he, when well, he screams at this guy,
0: ooh, that that's a that's gonna be a runoff. I, I don't I don't know which one I, <laughs> I I didn't actually like seeing the family. Yeah, I mean murdered. it's a tragic scene, but it's also
1: oh. hilarious when you think about you know just the whole scene, yeah where this scene sits in this series of movies and what it means for the character. Yeah, it's just the most ham. Like every way every single movie.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, how, okay, how do we make this reformed villain a villain again? Let's kill his whole. Let's family. give him a family okay, okay. and then kill his family. Yeah.
1: Like in the same movie, he didn't have any. Last I, we saw, Mystique shot him in the neck to stu- stop him from killing the president. Yeah. And then he flew away because he told Xavier, if you don't let me fly away, they're gonna kill me. And he said, yeah, I guess so. Okay, you can leave. Yeah. So, he flew off. And that's the last we saw of him. And now he had, he settled down and got a family and then they all get murdered. And so he has to go evil again.
0: Jade, I... I hope you mute the dog howling. <laughs> um, <laughs> out, out of the, the podcast. I
1: I can. I and mean, any of the parts that don't overlap with you speaking, I can silence.
0: She's she's being a real bitch tonight. Mm.
1: No, I mean that's her sort of prerogative, I guess.
0: Yeah, but um, um, but let's see. What even happens in apocalypse? Well,
1: it starts off in like, ancient Egypt in the Stargate past. It, where they have like (laughs) super advanced technology but also there's like a group of people who help build the pyramid you know rigged it with these traps so that when apocalypse goes to because apocalypse's power is that he can like absorb other mutants powers through some kind of ritual transfer thing and so they found a guy who's got the wolverine power of like super healing And they offer him as, like, you know, if Apocalypse absorbs this power, now he's going to regenerate and, you know, essentially be immortal. Um, But there's, like, a rebellion that's been forming to stop Apocalypse. So, as he's doing this ritual, they knock a giant block down, so it slides down, like, a trench and crashes through some, like, wooden poles so that it collapses the pyramid. Like, somehow, Apocalypse and his group never noticed
0: that
1: they they built these, like, (laughs) chasms into the pyramid so that the whole thing could be sunk into the ground. And, um, Apocalypse and his guys never noticed that they were doing that while they were constructing it. Um... They they were too busy focusing on this like high tech altar that they have for apocalypse to transfer powers into himself from other people.
0: But Uh, Jay, do do you want to know why I I couldn't take this seriously? Like because um, there's no reason you should take it (laughs) seriously. Like not I'm not even talking about the opening scene itself, which by the way is like. 10 minutes long yeah um, but but like when when Apocalypse wakes up all I could think of is Rita Repulsa <laughs> like after 10,000 years I'm free
1: yeah I mean like everybody <laughs> who's, who has reviewed this movie has made the comparison that Apocalypse looks like Ivan Ooze so yeah and under all that makeup it's Oscar Isaac's you know Poe Dameron but when is it really there, yep You can kind of recognize him as he is the body of the regenerating person at the start. But then Apocalypse transfers into him, and it's, you know, that same body, but in the heavy blue makeup, so you can't, like, see or tell that it's him. Yeah. And they put, like, a filter on his voice, so it doesn't even sound like him.
0: My favorite part about Apocalypse is that he just randomly goes into, like, these long. Like epic soliloquies yeah. about how about how he's destined to rule and about how he'll like crash down the, the world as we know it. Yeah. And
1: yeah, as he's launching every <laughs> nuclear missile in the world only to send them off into space and do yeah. nothing with them. Yeah. Because he just didn't want humanity to have nukes to throw at him as he's you know, letting Magneto tap into the full extent of his magnetism power to rip the metal out of the earth
0: I I like how in Avatar The Last Airbender they're like oh we can move the earth around and then Toph learns how to metal bend and it's like a huge deal mm. and then ten years later um, it's the exact opposite Like that, I, I don't have anything interesting to say about that it, it's just yeah. something I was thinking of I mean, I we should probably
1: it. add Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra to our list of things to watch, but it's a lot to watch, Ooh. so... Because there's, what, like 24 episodes a I season really like... for Last Airbender, I think?
0: Yeah, there's it, like three se- 60-something episodes, Yeah, I think. it's like
1: three seasons that are like 20 episodes, and then the Korra seasons are like half of that.
0: Yeah. Eh, I really like one of those and I really don't like the other one. Mm.
1: Yeah, I mean like I, I think course season 1 was okay, season 2 had that one good episode in the middle. Um and then also her fighting a giant evil kite, so that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> kite man. Yeah. The kite of darkness. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just thinking of Kite Man, which is like the worst DC villain. We need to watch Harley Quinn,
1: because you need to see what they do with Kite Man and Harley Quinn. <laughs> Kite Man is a major character in the Harley Quinn show. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like how they put Clock King in Justice League. Yeah, no, Kite Man dates Poison Ivy for a lot of the Harley Quinn show. And they they make jokes about how, like, she smells like Kite after they've, like, done it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's the stupidest shit! I love it! So... After
1: next, <laughs> next time, where we review the Wolverine and probably also
0: Deadpool movies, we can do. Everything. Oh, I love I love doing this show.
1: So okay, so Apocalypse. Uh. Uh, what parts of Apocalypse haven't we talked about?
0: Um, um, Nightcrawler. I love Nightcrawler. Mm. he's very cool it's young Nightcrawler
1: but he does nightcrawler stuff
0: yep he's the only character in the movie that isn't like sad all the time so yeah
1: Mm. actually I just noticed in my notes I forgot to mention in first class at the end of the movie Xavier does a Superman mind wipe kiss on Moira McTaggart, and then in Apocalypse, they bring McTaggart back, and because they wiped her memory, they have to undo the memory wipe, so... She gets her memory wiped in the first movie, and then unwiped in oh, the yeah. third movie, because they brought her back as a character.
0: They they barely set up that they had a romance in first class. It's like just mm. at the end. And, th- and then... By the time apocalypse comes along, like he was, he's apparently been obsessed with her for like twenty mm. years.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, because nobody ages over the decades in these prequels. Yeah, so that twenty years was like two years. It's like I,
0: they, they like it. It, it looks like they aged them in some scenes, but not others. Mm. Like I, I don't know. Because like the the actors themselves don't really look any older because they're only a few years mm. apart, but it just seems it it's like in some scenes that they they decide like not to cover up the the actors like natural mm. wrinkles that just happen because um but but sometimes they do I don't yeah. know I I might be way off and I'm just noticing things that aren't actually there.
1: Mm. Yeah, I I don't really have any other notes on Apocalypse... Like, we've been covering Apocalypse stuff
0: throughout this episode, so... I think that... Storm is weird. Mm. Storm is weird. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like... like they, they brought her back, and I, I think the Storm in Apocalypse does feel more like the comic book Storm than... The one from... You know, the Halle Berry one, who... Kinda had no personality Yeah
0: Who isn't a character
1: Like this one is like a rebellious Like teenager Um Who actually talks Like she's from Africa And she's got like a bit of an accent
0: Yeah I like her Mm. mohawk I mean it's like not, It's like barely even a mohawk But yeah (laughs) i like how i like how apocalypse dramatically turns her hair white but she's got so little hair that they they just it it happens Mm. so slow
1: i did like that scene where Um, you know she's being like she steals something from like the agrabah marketplace and runs off down a side street and uh, now we're going to cut your hand off because that's what we do to thieves. And Apocalypse is there and he like makes some sand come out of the wall and just slices their heads off and then like traps another guy in the wall. I think that was cool. Yeah. Because Apocalypse shows up and he's like, all these he's like speaking that he barely ancient uses. Egyptian and nobody knows what he's saying
0: yeah I wonder if uh I wonder if he dated Hawker <laughs> at some point
1: maybe <laughs>
0: and he got cooked by John yeah Stewart.
1: we miss out on that storyline because they had to kill him with a giant uh X made of metal rods and then
0: roasting him. <laughs> When when Magneto finally betrays Apocalypse. Yeah, he throws these two giant metal rods. He just throws, like, two huge steel beams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the shape yeah, of an X. Yeah, because
1: they, like, impale him with a bunch of stuff, and then Jean Grey ignites her phoenix powers, and, uh, just roasts the skin off of him. Because she has her phoenix powers in this, but then she has to get them again. In this
0: also, movie. in... In Days of Future Past, they have, uh, they have Quicksilver, uh, Peter Maximoff, not, anyway, they, they have him, they have him say that, like, oh, my mom knew a guy who could control metal, like, as a joke, because Magneto's not actually supposed to be his dad at that point. But then in, in apocalypse they just say, oh. Uh,
1: yeah, Magneto is <laughs> Magneto his dad and his he dad. in like the big final battle tries to go talk to him about it, but then chickens out and doesn't. So that's just left as an unresolved plot point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like he he's about to say yeah. it and then he just doesn't. <laughs> and then he starts he starts kicking Apocalypse's ass, and then Apocalypse yeah, just he does the Superman
1: really Injustice League thing
0: and traps him and sees the Flash running real fast. Yeah. Um, what else is there to say? Oh yeah, Angel doesn't do no, a goddamn I mean, thing.
1: Him and Psylocke and yeah, like, like, they're just like there he... to look cool and be henchmen.
0: Yeah, he he fights with Nightcrawler for like two minutes and then he yeah, they up.
1: they leave him on a plane that crashes into the ground and psylocke jumps out and she like you know sticks her knife in the side of a building so she hits the ground without dying but we don't see what happens to her after that so
0: and and she somehow doesn't break her arm because superhero physics it's like if, if she would have hit the ground from that. But height, she she'd could be do the dead, superhero landing, and then she'd be fine. All that force goes in. <laughs> yeah. Especially if she landed yeah. on somebody. <laughs> you ever you ever realize that in movie logic that like, oh, somebody's falling from forty feet. Like, oh, they're dead. But if somebody catches yeah. them, they're fine.
1: Yeah. No, people are just naturally spongy so if a person lands on another person it's (laughs) you know like landing on a cloud yeah and also if someone's falling and you reach out and you grab their arm it doesn't pull their arm out of their socket you know they they just they're caught right
0: yep let, let's just break down every movie, unless they're and, Gwen Stacy. Explain why they're. If they're Gwen Stacy,
1: their neck snaps. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, amazing Spider-Man Two! I miss you. Do you? Mm-hmm. No. I mean it. It was it. It was stupid in a fun way. I mean, like I like the. The electro mm. stuff, at least, like the the whole the whole like dubstep. It's uh, a spider. Um. Say, yeah. <laughs> and him him like singing um, as he accidentally. I mean, we'll get to see people. that
1: electro again in the next Spider-Man movie. Maybe. Because uh, Alfred Molina confirmed in an interview that he was told, you know, at least from what he said in the interview, that he was told his Dr. Octopus that he's playing is the same Dr. Octopus that he was playing in Spider-Man 2, and that his story picks up where it left off with him drifting down into the river. Um, so it... I, I mean, don't believe I him. Mean, he might be lying, but it would make sense like because he died off screen basically in that movie so they could make an argument that something about that artificial sun warped him into another world and that's how <clears> he shows up <throat> and like the same for elect because electro is the other one who's confirmed to appear and last we saw he just blew up so he could have been warped into another world if that's the way they want to do that i guess
0: yep the MCU is just one big isekai anime you just you die yeah. in a weird way and then you just show up yep. there with superpowers
1: um, should I go over all the plot points of dark what Guardians? other
0: <clears throat> um, probably not but mm. I wouldn't know
1: um, yeah because like I've mentioned some of them. But, like, the movie, it starts off with a flashback to young Jean Grey where, like, she's riding in the car with her parents and her powers start kicking in and she starts messing with the radio and then she, like, freaks out and makes, her mom was driving, she made her, like, fall asleep at the wheel and then they, like, crash into, like, a truck and the car flips over and it looks like her parents are dead, um, but then later in the movie, it's revealed that her mom died, her father didn't die, her father wanted to get rid of her, and that's when Xavier stepped in and said he would adopt her, basically, um, into his school, but, um, um, but yeah, let's see, uh, okay, I mentioned the big X-Men phone on the president's desk, um, because they fly their x-jet up into space even though beast says that the x-jet can't go to space apparently it can um and it can also you know like re-entry fly back down completely fine this is like ed- you know more advanced technology than we have even now when they had it in the 90s um but uh also the X Jet has a mounted gun on the bottom, which can plug into Cyclops' visors so he can shoot force beams while sitting in like a Millennium Falcon turret under the <laughs> jet. So so that's a thing in this movie. Um And oh, then yeah, awesome. so they go to save the shuttle which is like damaged and spinning around in orbit and nightcrawler teleports over and grabs all the astronauts and stuff but then it turns out there's one left who they need to still need to get uh, but there's this big weird cosmic energy wave coming and um then jean gray like i don't know she has to like, use her telepathy to stabilize the other shuttle or something and then she ends up i think like they teleport her over to the ship or the the shuttle and that's where she ends up, like, absorbing the whole cosmic Phoenix Force. Because it turns out it's the Phoenix Force. She absorbs the whole thing and protects both of the ships in the process. But, um, yeah, it like, makes her kind of crazy. And also there's these uh, shape-shifting alien body snatchers who show up at just some random, like, uh, rich person you know, a uh, lakeside house, you know, they, they you see, like, a person from yeah. that group goes, like, they, they hear, like, the dogs barking out in the woods, and they go to go check on the dogs, and then these you know, weird, creepy aliens show up, and they like, kill her and take her place, and then they come to the party and kill all the rest of them and take their place, and they are there because they need to find the Phoenix Force, because they want to take it for themselves, because it'll let them uh i think they're gonna like kill all humanity and take over the planet or something um and (laughs) yeah also the leader of the aliens is named vuck so that's fun
0: (laughs) yep UK vuck um don't don't you fucking tell me somebody didn't have a sense of humor yep. when they were making Also that everyone's name.
1: favorite mutant dazzler appears for a brief cameo in this movie.
0: <laughs> uh, oh yeah, Jubilee was in yep. Apocalypse. Jubilee
1: finally after appearing in deleted scenes in like X-Men 1 and 2, finally got a role in Apocalypse. Like a very minor role.
0: And she has like three she has three lines and doesn't do yeah. anything they, they they like set up that she might be a part of like the the cool kids crew with cyclops and Jean gray mm-hmm. and nightcrawler but then she just isn't
1: yeah dazzler appears in one scene where a bunch of the students are off having a party in the woods and so dazzler's like singing there and then Jean gray powers start acting up and she like knocks everybody over and blows up a bunch of trees and um runs off and um uh, yeah it's i can't remember i think that might have been like at some point she she found out that her dad was still alive and that Xavier was keeping that secret from her because he didn't want her to know that her dad didn't want her anymore um so she tracks down her dad's house and goes to talk to him thinking that he just didn't know she was alive and it gets awkward and then xavier and mystique and cyclops and everybody you know show up in the x-jet to come take her home and and that's where the fight in the street happens where she's just you know owning everyone um and then mystique tries to talk her down and she freaks out and like pushes her really hard and she like flies into uh, like a like a broken fence that was sticking up and it just impales her and kills her um holy shit so mystique yeah mystique dies phoenix flies off and that's when she goes to genosha and meets bangito and then the military shows up because in the when she was uh, creating all that chaos in the street she also like attacked a bunch of police officers so she's basically going all grand theft auto you know she killed some police officers so now the military is after um and then she blows up a military helicopter so So, they're even more after her now um so but then she uh, meets up with the aliens Hmm?
0: magneto kills a bunch of steel workers and like polish police officers but he saves the world and everybody just forgives him and gives him a, an island country. And then Gene yeah, Gray kills...
1: after ripping all the metal out of the world and nearly destroying the world, yeah, they, they all forgive him and give him an island country. And Charles is back to calling him an old friend and the President of the United States has a phone on his desk to call the X-Men directly. He, he helps re- love
0: mutants that much. He helps rebuild the X-Mansion, so it's fine.
1: Yeah. No, the movie starts off everybody loves mutants because they're all great and they save the world from well they save the president from another mutant and then they save the world from another mutant so that means <laughs> um,
0: this is just like the end of X-Men 3 where, where I pointed out the, the mutants storm uh, a medical facility and kill a bunch of soldiers and civilians, and then and then you said that's <laughs> the terrorism worked. I yep. mean, yeah, that's it. Yep.
1: Um, also, it's kind of funny the scene where um, so yeah, the military shows up at Genosha to capture Jean Grey, Exi- or Magneto tries to. Pretend like he hasn't seen her around. That you know she wasn't here, but then she decides to uh, destroy one of the helicopters, and then um, the second helicopter, Magneto tells you know the soldiers to get in the helicopter and run away. So they're trying to take off, and g, it's funny because it you know the VFX team is doing all the work here. It's like you get Phoenix holding out her arms really hard. And Magneto hang- holding out his arms really hard, and they're both holding out their arms really hard as this you know, helicopter is like Magneto's trying to push it away, and Phoenix is trying to tear it down.
0: Um. So and then, yeah, it's... and then Force Lightning shoots out of uh, Phoenix Phoenix's hands and blows it up. And <laughs> Chewbacca was on board, but he really wasn't. Oh no! <laughs> no, no, he was in the other one. He was in the third helicopter. Yeah, he's in the third helicopter nobody
1: saw. Yeah. No, because they, they'll they kill everyone else, but they won't kill Chewbacca. <laughs> they to did that in a book, and nobody liked it. <laughs> nobody liked it so much so they had to reboot the whole universe to bring Chewbacca back and kill everyone else. <laughs> oh, God. Um, But, yeah, no. So, yeah, she goes to... I don't remember if it was, like, London or somewhere, where she ends up meeting the aliens who try to talk her into handing over the Phoenix powers. But then, like, Xavier and... Oh, well, like, at that point... Because after she leaves Genosha, Beast comes and tells Magneto, it's like, hey, you know she killed Mystique, right? And Magneto's like, what? Um, and then <laughs> w- goes... W-U-T. Yeah, and then he so he gets his helmet because he's you know gonna go kill Jean now and it turns out he still has the helmet from first class because his like, they redesigned the helmet in every movie yeah um, but he the first class helmet is still around and he had it in a box under his floorboards in Genosha so he gets that helmet back. Um, and then yeah, so him and Beast go to kill Jean, while Xavier and Nightcrawler and Storm, maybe Cyclops, I don't know who was left. Um, you know the X Men go to save her, and Magneto and Beast want to kill her, and this you know, and Vuck wants to drain the Phoenix Force out of her, <laughs> and um, and then yeah, uh, but. I think that it gets interrupted so she still has the phoenix powers. And I don't know some stuff happened and somehow I think I think all the like mutants ended up getting captured at that point and they're all put on a train. And the funny story with this tr- big action train scene is that originally it was going to be like a battle in space, but they decided that didn't work so they put it on a train instead. Because <laughs> we thought that would be more exciting. Um, that
0: is, that is the logical next step down from space yeah. is on a train.
1: <laughs> yep. No, they're they're on a military train that basically feels like that military transport truck from X Men Three. Um. Uh, and yeah, there's a you know just a big dumb you know VFX fight where uh they phoenix and vuck are you know using superpowers at each other or whatever and like the train phoenix lifts the train off the ground or off the tracks and it's like flying through the air and stuff um and then the train crashes and then like i was kind of surprised this movie got a pg-13 because we get you know how when phoenix was like tearing people she was like atomizing people in x-men 3 yeah. She starts doing that again in this, but she's just like exploding people into like chunks of gore, um, and I think it's a PG thirteen only because they were aliens and not people, quote unquote. So, so she can explode them into bloody chunks because they're aliens. But yeah,
0: I I also liked how in Apocalypse um, they finally add blood, but mm. you, you can't you can't show Wolverine like drawing blood like the blood is only there after. Hmm. Like like when when he slashes yeah, people there's no, no blood we, effects. But but yeah, there's we don't blood get full on the walls. Wolverine blood
1: until Logan. Yeah. But That's, I yeah. want to watch Logan. Yeah, but then yeah, so Jean Grey embraces her Phoenix powers uh and goes, you know, full lens flare and uh melts Vuck or something and and then flies off and like i don't know if they presumed she was dead i think she like flew up into space or something but then at the end when we've got you know xavier off in europe playing chess with magneto you see like the phoenix flying through the sky like a comet in the distance behind them is that foreshadowing um yeah for the i i don't know how originally the dark phoenix story was it was going to be a two-part movie but when they were making the first one is when disney was in talks to buy out 20th century fox so part one got like reworked and delayed by like two years from when it was originally going to come out and um i don't know if they like folded the two movie plan into one movie or if there was gonna be a second movie after it or what. Um but yeah, I mean it it played more like a professional movie than I remembered it being, (laughs) but it you know, it it was never going to work because anything it was trying to like, like it's it's not a movie that Really does much on its own, and if it was trying to set up anything or lead to anything, it was never going to have that chance because, um, all the twentieth century fox projects were ending at that point.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, they don't really go for anything they set up anyway, so so like how it's not yeah. even it's like not even a shame that they couldn't make another one because who knows what it would have. Even been about. It
1: would have been about Magneto re- finding a reason to be evil again.
0: Yeah. Oh, Jade, I have a question. Being
1: in charge of the school again. Yeah.
0: Um, where was their designated one fuck for the movie?
1: I don't remember if there was one. I think they might oh, have no. skipped that.
0: Yeah. That 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 sucks.
1: Yeah. Also, the movie, uh I. I don't the movie's title changed a bunch of times I think when it actually got to theaters it was I mean unless Disney had changed it I think it was released as just Dark Phoenix because they had found that you know X-Men Apocalypse didn't do well and Deadpool did well and Logan did well so they took from that oh we just need to take the word X-Men out of it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it will be better. So they called it Dark Phoenix with a circle around the X to emphasize that it's X. Um, but then it still didn't do well. So when it got released on DVD, it was called X Men Dark Phoenix.
0: Fantastic. I yeah. mean, that, that's that's about all like movie studio executives are good for is making s- dumbass decisions like that. Or marketing yeah. groups, I guess.
1: Yeah, they do market research on how successful a title... a movie was based on its title and try to title movies the, based on that.
0: The, like, twelfth movie in the series.
1: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Although that reminds me... This is a thing that... Uh, it was like a news something. Like the... One of the writers from Batman v Superman was talking about how the title "Batman oh, v Superman: Dawn of Justice" was a title that either the studio came up with, or it was the only one the studio said okay to. Because some of the other titles that they wanted to call it, <laughs> which they say because it was really oh, yeah. more poetic, they wanted to the call it like ones. "the the Son of Suns" versus <laughs> "the Knight of Knights."
2: I, I saw that.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> that was the st-
0: that that was. <sighs> That That is the worst title I've ever heard for yeah. anything.
1: Yeah, and no, no one would know. I mean, it's like I get, you know, they called the Superman movie Man of Steel. I'm pretty sure because the Batman movie called The Dark Knight was so popular and Man of Steel yeah. was trying to be the Superman Dark Knight movie. So Man of Steel, it's a, a name that he's famously called, but nobody ever calls Superman the Son of Sons. And nobody's ever called Batman the Night of Nights.
0: Like, like they would have been better off calling it the Man of Tomorrow versus um, the Cape Crusader. Crusader. Yeah. Yeah. I. I'm done. (laughs) I'm Mm. sorry. I'm done.
1: I'm still waiting for zack snyder's justice league to get a disc release so i don't need to sign up for hbo max to
0: see what was up with that movie i'm just not i'm i'm gonna go ahead and say i'm not gonna like it and mm. um and i won't i won't make any value judgments on it and i'm just gonna say i'm not gonna watch it and that's okay Hmm. Because I I have a very limited time left on this earth. <laughs> I, don't, I don't wanna fucking watch four hours of stupid Batman versus Stupid Superman. Mm. Or Okay, so we're not I guess gonna DC
1: DCEU movies as a a
0: thing no, to watch. I, I mm. refuse. Mm. I'm sorry, but I mean we've I'm, got the Harley
1: Quinn cartoon anyway have to watch
0: yeah like i mean if if you want to watch like birds of prey and or things like that like yeah i'll do it because i haven't seen that but Mm. like i mean you've seen shazam i'm I'm not i'm look i'm just saying i don't want to watch man of steel or batman versus superman or either of the justice leagues again okay yeah (laughs) i I mean i I guess we we
1: probably don't have anything new to say about those that hasn't been said by someone by now
0: they're they're bad DC movies, they're bad movies in their own merit, but some people like them anyway and that's okay, I just don't want to be forced to care about them anymore
1: yeah, I mean, I think the only one I would really enjoy watching is Shazam yeah Um, and even like Bert, Birds of Prey had some fun stuff. It's also got some really dark stuff and I think the Harley Quinn cartoon did a better job of that story than the movie did. Just you know, trying to like, get at the whole like Harley's like complicated and toxic relationship with the Joker.
0: Uh I I'd, I'd watch Wonder Woman again. But oh yeah. yeah, I really don't mean, like the ending. The first so, one. not nineteen eighty four. Yeah. I'd watch. I'd watch nineteen eighty four just to see what its deal is. Mm. But
1: yeah, just to see. See, so you can also be baffled by how bad it is because it shouldn't <laughs> be
0: that bad, but it is. It's like yeah, it's probably bad, but it's not Zack Snyder bad. It's a completely I mean, new form of bad.
1: You liked Apocalypse so, more than I did, so you might like Wonder Woman 1984 more yeah. than I
0: did. I mean, I, I liked Apocalypse because I had no expectations for Like, I thought it would be an absolute disaster, but it was just so, yeah, a fun Yeah, I mean, I, a, a, I sufficiently lowered mess. your
1: expectations.
0: Yeah. Like, Apocalypse to me was just a fun mess. Um, so if I've lowered your expectations of Wonder Woman
1: 1984 enough, you might enjoy it.
0: I might I don't know I I try to take things in stride so we'll we'll see I mean it does have a fun
1: line delivery where uh, Steve Trevor and uh, Wonder Woman are I think they're like on a plane and they run in like the I don't know there's the, the, some problem they run into and he just turns to her and says well shit Diana <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, if it hasn't become a full meme at this point I know at least one podcast has turned that into a meme
2: <laughs>
0: that sounds great I mean it's probably not even as funny in the actual context as what you just said but I mean, it kind of is. Awesome. Now we have to do it eventually.
1: Mm.
0: Not not anytime soon, maybe, but eventually.
1: Yeah. Um Any closing thoughts on the X-Men prequels?
0: They're good, mostly. Um, I'd say I l- half of them. I, good. I like... I like this trilogy better than the original trilogy. Um, oh. Huh. Like just cuz like I I think First Class and X X2 are both about the the same for me. Like I I just I just really like both of them. Mm. But I, I I like Days of Future Past more than X-Men 1. And mm. and I I think I like Apocalypse better than three because just because it's stupid fun, and mm. three was a lot of nothing sometimes. Like, mm. eh, yeah,
1: yeah. Like, I I think, mean that, I think the original trilogy did a better job of being a trilogy. Like, it's oh, yeah, following definitely. the same setting. Like this, because we take this detour in Days of Future Past to bring back the old cast. It kind of derails the character arcs that they were doing, but I guess it does still focus yeah. on Xavier, Magneto, and Mystique throughout the trilogy as like the core characters.
0: Yeah, like in in terms of like uh, characters and arcs and stories, and yeah, like as as a cohesive unit, yeah, the X Men one through three is better. It's just like if 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 I had to watch like all three movies again, I'd pick I'd pick um, the past trilogy, mm. or minus Phoenix, I guess because I haven't seen it. Mm. But yeah, I mean, okay. X two is still like tied for the best one, so.
1: Mm. Until next week, when or next two weeks, whatever, when we get to see Logan, yeah, and well, I don't do want I mean. Do you want to?
0: Do you want to yeah. wrap Deadpool in with these?
1: Yeah, because... no, I think we should.
0: Yeah, sounds. good. I mean,
1: Dead like Deadpool isn't, a, you know, hard to watch. You know, th- I I don't even need yeah. to take notes necessarily. It's just a fun movie to watch. Yeah, it like we've already like talked about Deadpool. In the way some too. of these movies do. Yeah. I mean like, like, if we have to sit through Origins Wolverine, you know, we should get Deadpool in there too. <laughs> to yeah, balance that I, up
0: cosmically. That's a good idea. We'll we will emotionally whiplash from the, the stupid bullshit that is uh Origins to the like middling the Wolverine to Yeah, it's the,
1: okay action movie.
0: To whatever the fuck depressing shit happens in Logan.
1: Yeah. To the...
0: to off the wall comedy of Deadpool.
1: Yep. We'll go from heavy drama to uh screwball comedy with a lot yep. of heart. <clears throat> to follow up screwball comedy. With not quite as much heart, but it was trying.
0: <laughs> yeah, it gets the good try award.
1: Yeah, it's got the juggernaut. Holy shit balls! Yeah, you can't stop him. He's the juggernaut.
0: <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> 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 is that is that the joke we end on? Because I I don't have a better one.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. Well.
0: Yeah, I've actually gotta go uh, pretty soon too. So, uh, I'm glad we got to do this, and my schedule didn't screw it up entirely. That's the worst way to end to oh, podcast. Wait, I'm still recording shit.